Good evening, everybody. It's, uh, it's 10.04 p.m. right now. Uh, Saturday, April 2nd? Yeah. Um, how's everybody doing? It's been quite some time, I know. Maybe about half a year. I think my last podcast was September 7th. So, yeah, six months ago. Um, a lot has happened. A lot has changed for me. And there have been a lot of issues that I've just kind of been either avoiding to talk about or recent, or like I've recently, I guess, started to resurface. So, yeah, if you hear the, uh, the cars in the back, I'm, uh, I'm currently walking home from, uh, from a friend's party. Um, I'll probably talk a little bit about that as well, like one of the ending segments, but... Yeah, uh, if you're new to this, hi, my name's Steven. Um, it's just a podcast where I don't really talk about many specific things in terms of topics. I won't be really getting political or anything of that sort. It's just kind of more, I use this platform as a way for me to vent and talk when I don't really have anybody to talk to. So might get a little sappy and emotional, but yeah. For those that are uh, going to be returning, hi again. Like I said, it's been a while. Um, sorry for that. I just haven't really felt the need to make another podcast. But, you know, like I've, I've stated already, you know, I've got, a, I've got a few things I think I want to speak my mind about. So, yeah, again, cars in the back. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful noise. If you guys are coming back to this podcast, you know this isn't anything new. Uh, like a dumbass, I didn't bring my headphones with me. So, yeah, that's kind of going to be pretty prevalent throughout all of these. But this has been a really long intro. Um, sorry, one more thing. Uh, for those that are new, I don't edit this pretty much at all. Uh, you know, a lot more podcasts tend to be more professional. You know, they're in like their room with studio equipment, things like that. I just pretty much pull out my phone and begin to converse. I spill out and convey whatever feelings or thoughts that have been rummaging around in my mind. Uh, So if that doesn't interest you, you're more than welcome to leave. If it does, or you're at least a bit curious, I mean, maybe go ahead and and stay. You might find something that piques your interest. But yeah, without further ado, one of the longest fucking intros. Here we go. So I guess best place to begin is, you know, where we left off in the last episode, right? I believe in the last episode, I talked about how things have been going for me at Starbucks. Um, I recall getting into a bit more heavy subjects, like my mental state, suicidal thoughts, not really tendencies, but damn near close. I guess, like, to to break the ice, I'm no longer employed there at the Starbucks. I don't know if I mentioned that in the last last episode that I did, but basically, those thoughts that I had um, continued to be at the forefront of my mind, even during a shift. So, if it was slow at work, 
or I just didn't really have anything to do. And I found myself, you know, trapped in my head, waiting to pass it, like trying to find something to pass the time. Unfortunately, that would lead me back into the recesses of my brain. That's always a lovely place to be when you have just the worst possible thoughts about yourself and your current situation. So A, A for effort for me. I know. Please give me a gold fucking star for that one. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would I would think more of like long term. Like, okay, cool. So I'm serving coffee and I'm going to reiterate this because I'm pretty sure I talked about this the last time. I didn't like the job, not because I didn't like I didn't enjoy the people there. I didn't enjoy the customers. I mean, for those that have known me or like through this or know me in real life or for those that are new, um, I'm a pretty social guy. I like to be out in the open and, you know, talk with people. I like to engage in conversation. I want to know more about this one specific person I'm talking to, this group of people that I'm talking to. And when I, what I mean like engage in conversation, I don't necessarily want to do like the small talk. It's kind of more of like, how can I start sowing seeds so that we can start to form a, a more mutual bond with each other. Um, but yeah, it had nothing to do with that. I know I did talk about some of the discrepancies that I've had or that I had there with a few uh, supervisors and some fellow coworkers of mine, but that wasn't even the biggest issue. I just, I didn't feel like I was doing enough at the job I had. Granted, I was a barista at Starbucks, so I really probably, I shouldn't have expected much, I guess, but I was grateful to one of my best buddies, Thomas, for, you know, giving me the job. And I had talked about him, I had talked about this with him, you know, prior to, you know, I'm just not feeling like it's a good fit for me. And I was there for three months in total, well, yeah, three, three, four months in total, and overall, my opinion didn't really change. Um, so, Wait. yeah, when I was stuck at work and it was just slow, I started asking myself, like, okay, cool, I'm serving coffee. Then what? I was so focused on how else or, like, how the rest of my life is going to pan out from this specific, from that specific, like, point in time. Whether being during that day, that week, that hour, fuck, even that minute, I was determined to try and plan out the rest of my time here on Earth all from, like, one little space. And that didn't go too well at all. Um, yeah, you're going to hear a lot of cars go by, so I think I think I'm glad that I have, like, a, a kind of loud voice, so... Hopefully it doesn't get like drowned out by all the cars, but yeah, again, sorry. You're just going to kind of have to deal with that, I guess. And I'm not going to be adding like background music because come on, like cars screeching and just them revving by that's music to everybody's ears. Is it not? Especially when you're trying to have a conversation <laughs> and spill your thoughts. Um, so yeah, but going back to uh, what I was talking about, those, those thoughts just became more and more prevalent to the point where it started really affecting me at work. Um, I couldn't just shrug them off. I couldn't just think of it as, uh, well, and I will even talk to some of my managers and some of my other coworkers. Some of my other coworkers had a, a better 
outlook on it than I did for sure. Um, it was more of, okay, well, you're here now, right? So focus on like what you're doing here now. And then, you know, when you have more of an, uh, when you're more established for yourself in like terms of fi- financial needs, as well as just in general, when you feel you have more of a, of a, of a foothold, then you can start worrying about what you want to do later on. Because I would even inquire, like I would even ask like my coworkers about their future plans. And a lot of them gave me the same responses of like, dog, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm here at Starbucks right now. You know, I'm doing this to either pay for college or to, to pay rent or, um, you know, any other kind of reason that would pretty much be acceptable. And they didn't really focus too much on what's going to come next. So I enjoyed talking with them. And some of them actually did make me feel better knowing that I was able to get that out of my system and like vent to somebody. But it also made me feel more isolated because I seem to be the only one out of the coworkers who really, really thought about what they want to do and I'm not trying to say this as like oh well like I'm working at Starbucks this is like this is a shit job I'm I'm more than like I know I'm worth more than this but it it was more of I don't feel like I'm doing enough here and if I don't feel accomplished or at least content with where I'm at right now my immediate thought was to think about what hasn't happened yet where I haven't been yet and try and establish a foothold there and it made no sense because I wasn't established here in the present or at the time still kind of not but I'll go into that for a later segment so yeah really started affecting work to the point where I even told um the district manager walked in and I asked one of my managers you know can I go to the back and talk with him I talked with him and I said hey John that was his name um can I, can I be honest with you? He's like, yeah, go for it. I was like, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a little personal. Um, can I be a little bit more informal with my speech? He's like, you mean cussing? I'm like, a little bit. Not to an, uh, a drastic degree, right? But enough to convey the, the point that I'm, I'm trying to get. Like the point that I'm trying to... Yeah, the point that I'm trying to make out. No, just convey the point. There we go. And I told him, I was like, John... I I hate being here. It has nothing to do with the job itself. It has nothing to do with the people, the little gripes that I've had against some of my managers or supervisors and coworkers. I mean, that's in the past. I really don't care about that. It, it's not the customers. I enjoy being able to help people in any kind of regard, even something as small as serving somebody coffee or getting their, their shit together. Um, I know I also talked about I was really bad at bar and you know I, I kind of blame them to a certain point because it always seemed like when I had wanted to go on when I when they had time to put me on bar as for training it just so happened to be some kind of really inconvenient rush or something along the lines to where it would be more stressful than normal training would be. So naturally, I grew to not... 
I enjoyed the pressure of the work, don't get me wrong. But fuck, man. I, I couldn't do it anymore. It, it got so busy. I, I mean, I, I'm fine with pressure, but I mean, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm going to reiterate this as well because I'm pretty sure I've also talked about this before. Um, when people try and congratulate me or try and cool me down, telling me that, you know, I'm not doing as bad of a job as I think I am, uh, I should just go with the flow, I'll be fine, like you're not doing as bad as you think you are, it makes me feel worse because I already know that I'm doing a shit job and to hear you try and tell me I'm not just aggravates me because I'm not, like, this interaction that we have is not teaching me what I'm doing wrong. It, you, you're, you're trying to, to sugarcoat the fact that I'm fucking up. And it sounds harsh when I, when I put it like that. And I, I talked to some of, I, I talked to my supervisors that were trying to um, train me in that, in that way. Damn, that one was loud. Uh, you know, I talked to some supervisors that were trying to train me in that way. And I almost snapped at one of them. Because they were still talking to me like that. And again, that has... I can't really do anything about that, right? That's just the way that they... Uh, I'll wait. There are a lot of cars. Uh, it's just the way that they, they train. You know, everybody has their own different way of, of teaching. And everybody has their own different way of learning. Unfortunately, my way of learning didn't really um, fit well with the many of the other people's way of teaching and that's just an unfortunate case of incompatibility I mean I tried adjusting I tried adapting but it was pretty much the same so that also caused issues point is I talked to John and I just told him I can't do this anymore I don't feel like I'm doing good enough I know I'm not doing good enough please don't tell me I'm doing okay I don't feel accomplished here. I don't feel good here. I don't feel... Mm, content. I don't feel content here at all. And, you know, John respected my... You know, he respected my, my feelings and how the way I told him. He also respected my decision when I told him I'm just going to leave I, I can't do this especially with my mental state right now and I told him uh, about you know what had happened previously uh, I talked about it in the last episode I'd rather not get into it now because there was a lot but yeah I, I, I mentioned that and so you know he respected my decision to leave and he also understood where I was coming from unfortunately him and I couldn't really relate and he told me um because, you know, his first job out of high school was here at Starbucks. And he just continued to work his way up the, the chain to the point where now he's district manager. And, you know, he has a wife and he has kids. So, clearly, this job did well for him. And his, his effort and his determination really paid off. And I'm grateful. Like, I'm, I'm glad that it paid off for him. I couldn't get it to do the same for me because of my mental state and just because of how I felt at the job in, in, in general. So 
yeah, I, I left pretty abruptly. Um, since then, I have been unemployed. I've tried going back to Walmart. That didn't work. I try, and I'll, I'll talk more about, I guess, like, my endeavors as to, like, what I've done. Uh, in the meantime, I'll just go around. It just didn't really seem to pan out. There was one point, I swear to God, I actually got out of my house. I walked out of my house, and I, I grabbed my headset, or I grabbed my headphones, and I, grabbed my, and I was just there on my, uh, with my music, right? And I literally walked around my entire community, like, as small as it was, or, like, the small little area, for about two and a half hours, going into place after place after place, asking for an application, whether it be online or physical with paper. And I got about eight or nine applications during that. So I felt pretty good. I felt like my chances of getting hired at one of these establishments would be pretty decent. Um, no. One of them said that they just were looking for... Uh, I would have to go visit another location that is not really within... like. I can't really get there because I don't have a car yet. I don't have my license. Uh, I pretty much just walk or take the bus. And it was a little too far out for me to easily commute back and forth. So unfortunately I said no. The, all, all the other places pretty much just didn't get back to me whatsoever. I even tried applying to HEB, which I'm gonna say now, for those of you that are trying to apply to HEB, thinking about it, good fucking luck for those that have already gone through the process and are hired i don't know what kind of black magic voodoo bullshit you did but it worked (laughs) because i have applied at least five different times all resulting in the same the same way they're either not looking or it gets overlooked or or something and this is even with help from a uh from a friend who'd been working there for a few months trying to get me um, another overnight stalker position over, simply over at HEB this time. Nada. So, yeah, these, uh, these six months, a lot has happened um, in terms of, like, money-wise. I'm going to go ahead and cut this segment here, and I'm going to go more into details about, like, what I've been trying to do to make money or just everything... I guess everything that has transpired the within half of a year. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna continue right now. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, I had to take a little bit of like a maybe like a two three minute break. There were a lot of cars going by, and I just really couldn't even get a, a word out at this point. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait until it quiets down before I continue. Um. So. What the I thought I'd just fix this. <laughs> um, one of the biggest things I would say that has happened to me, uh, and I think this was before. Yeah, this is this was before I left Starbucks. When my mental state was that bad, uh, I don't know if I talked about it in my last episode or not. But we adopted a dog. We went to the uh, Humane Society. Um, her name's Lovey. She's a uh, three-year-old German Shepherd Golden Retriever mix. I love her to death. She 
is just the, the cutest baby girl. I love her with, with all my heart, truly. And she has helped me. She has helped relieve a lot of the the tension, stress, or just even depression that I felt in really large abundances. You know, through the very small fracture of time that we've that we've had her. Uh, now it has been, I think, six, seven months. We got her back in August. Yeah, because I remember talking to some of my coworkers about um, Lovey before I left. Um. So I guess to continue on with Lovey, things have been going pretty good. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, like I said, I don't know if I've said this already in the last episode. But basically, um, we adopted her knowing full well that she had heartworms. So we've been, you know, getting her the meds and the, the treatments that she needed. We found out she also had some other issues regarding a uh, dislocated joint that cannot be relocated or put back into place and we didn't find that out until later down the road because the Humane Society failed to mention that and I say that very loosely because it was more okay so fail to mention is the wrong phrase it's more they withheld that specific information there are a lot of cars. Give me one sec. No. Yeah, they withheld that specific piece of information from us. And that enraged me because we had asked um, the person that we were doing the adoption thing with to look over Lovey for another night. And we were going to pick her up on our way, on my way to work. And they came because we had noticed that she had seemed to be having some issues walking. So, the Humane Society gave us their absolute word that their professionals, and I say that quote, like, you know, the air quotes, checked her out, and they found no cause of pain, no issue with walking. So, Mom and I just kind of thought we were fucking crazy, and we maybe we were just too cautious, because it's been a while since we've had a dog. We want to make sure everything is... I mean, she already has heartworms, and we're willing to, to take her regardless. We just don't... We want to be aware of any further problems beforehand so we know what to expect and what we should be doing to prepare for that. So, yeah, learning about that was really annoying, especially because we found out from a, in my opinion, a very unprofessional and just ineffective... Uh, veterinarian because they also looked her over and came back with you know inconclusive results yet we had so yeah we, we had to take her to a few places before our hunch was you know uh, verified and like oh no yeah she has a dislocated joint there are a lot of cars my bad yeah again I don't have like my headphones and there's no way for me to like deafen the sound and it's like a two-hour walk, so. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Ugh. That took forever. There were so many cars passing and the lights not working either, so. Technically I jaywalked, but technically not. 
because it's still the right side of the road. Anyway, um, yeah, but aside from all of that, she has been just a gem. Uh, like I said, she's just really been, I'm very grateful that she decided to want to come home with us. She has definitely helped liven both my mom and I. Okay, bro, come on. <laughs> I feel like I'm like walking down a raceway. I see like all the F on cars. Like I'm, I'm looking and the, the multitude of cars that are turning off of the highway and down this specific street that I'm walking like on the left side of is, is insane. <laughs> it's it's happening so I guess I'll get my pieces of information that one was unnecessarily loud I'll get my pieces of information or I'll, I'll talk when I can there might be some abruptions or some abrupt stops and interruptions and I apologize for that but aside from getting my baby girl uh, I also tried picking up streaming as a, a way of trying to gain income for those that are either unaware or are kind of still new to the or maybe ignorant of the subject altogether basically streaming has been a thing for a few years now people usually they live stream themselves playing different games or doing specific activities and hundreds of thousands of people you know from a computer screen watch them do it. it it sounds really weird and it doesn't really sound i guess as effective but you'd be surprised as to how many verified twitch streamers there are that make huge huge money off of this like we're talking like okay some of the the people that i'm referencing do this like a full-time job you know because they've been at this for a few years now they, they've, they've taken the time to advertise right and grow their brand or whatever. But I mean, still, the, the figures that these people bring is, it's, it, it's really cool and it's kind of inspiring in a way. So it's like, okay, well, like if you can see your favorite like Twitch streamer do that, then, you know, you kind of get the, the idea that, holy shit, maybe I can too. Um, of course, it's not really easy when you're starting out. I have my social media platforms, you know, Snapchat, Insta, and then of course I still have like my Discord server that I've mentioned here, you know, where I started my little community off of um, Destiny 2, all the different people that I've met around the world, around the, the country. We've just kind of all gone into a melting pot. There are a lot of cars because I'm like right under a highway. So give me like a minute or two. Maybe even like a minute or two. Just get to hear the the lovely music of engines. Fuck it, I'm gonna go for it. Okay. Seems to be a lot more calm, tranquil. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been trying to use my social media platforms to, you know, grow as a streamer. It's difficult when you're first starting out. I wasn't expecting, well, okay, I lied. With help from my other friends who had been, who had been uh, Twitch streamers for a while now, whether it been a few years or you know, a couple months, about a year or so, on and off, 
basically anybody, any one of my friends that have had, have had experience in this specific field. Um, you know, they, they did what they could to try and help make me blow up, basically. I even had one of my friend's friends who I wasn't all too close with. When he found out that I started streaming, he started, you know, he was asking, he's like, hey, well, if you don't mind, I'm gonna take your, uh, your videos that you save on Twitch, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna upload them and I'm gonna put them on a YouTube channel. So that'll be another way for you to kind of um, gain an audience. I didn't ask him. I didn't put the idea in his head. He just wanted to do that, I guess, to help me. And I was, first off, I was, I was astounded. And then I was, I was more grateful than anything. Because, like I said, I, I had no idea what I was doing. Still kind of don't, to be honest. And, you know, he was willing to put in that extra effort to help. Not even really a close, like a good friend of his. Just a friend of a friend who needed some support. Um, so I've been doing that for maybe... I think I started that back in... January? Yeah, it was like mid-January. So I've been doing it for a few months now. Um, I started getting, I think, a big head about it because of how fast I was growing in such a short amount of time. Uh, for, for those that are unaware of either how Twitch works or how streaming works in general, basically, and I'm not, I don't know how different it is from other platforms, but for Twitch, there's different levels of people that stream. So you have regular streamers, you know, um, they put in a Twitch account, they do other things that allow people to see what game they're playing, they live stream it, they just play for fun or whatever, right? There's no monetary value in it, it's just, it's just for fun. For those that want to start gaining some kind of monetary value, they have to um, kind of go up the, the chain. So the next step would be for you to reach what's called an affiliate. And if reaching an affiliate means you have um, more than enough followers. So people that are subscribed to your channel or like uh, that actively follow you on Twitch, um, you have a certain amount of stream time per month. You have a certain, a good amount of interaction between multiple people in your chat because since Twitch is, is a live streaming thing, you know, you can interact with those that are watching you. You know, they can type in a, in a chat box if they so wish to, you know, say like hi or whatever. And you, you, as well as your other audience members can interact with each other. It's, it's a cool way of really developing and solidifying a, uh, a community from wherever you are. Only I feel like this time it's a bit more active because, you know, you have to actively be a part of the live stream. You have to actively tune in and watch what these people are doing, right? So, yeah, I have, I have done all of those prerequisites. I have almost 90 followers. Um, and that's a big thank you to friends, random strangers, friends of friends 
associates, like associates, coworkers, like whoever it is that is tuning in for the stream. Honestly, thank you guys because it, it really does mean a lot. And it just shows me that people enjoy my content. Whatever it is, is kind of still yet to be determined, right? I haven't really, I guess, um, I haven't really stuck out in terms of what I want to, to really be. I, I want to pretty much just do like gaming. I want to try different games. I want to also continue my, my usual games, you know, like Destiny 2, a few others, things that allow me to interact with the people that are watching. Maybe they can play with me as well as just people um, tuning in to my friends being stupid. I think it's pretty entertaining and I would hope that they do as well. The one prerequisite that I have not achieved yet is the hardest one when you're first starting out as a Twitch streamer. So you need a certain number of people watching every stream that you do for a consistent amount of time every month. That's the last thing that you need in order to become an affiliate. When you become an affiliate, it's kind of like a paid YouTube channel. So with YouTube, you know, you can subscribe um, to someone's videos, you can comment, like the video, all of that to help either boost the video in like the algorithm or to tell the specific creator. Sorry, there's a lot of cars, one second. Give them vital pieces of information. You know, like, sure, you could be, you know, a dick and just comment stupid shit in the comments, try and get people to argue with you for no reason, right? Or you could actually be pretty constructive and, you know, give a little bit of criticism to your favorite content creators. Let them know, hey, this has been really cool. Uh, maybe drop a suggestion. And your suggestions aren't always going to be, you know, acknowledged or even looked at, right? But it's the fact that you're willing to put in your own opinion to try and help this specific channel, this specific person grow. So it's, it's, a, it's the same thing, only when you become an affiliate, people now have an option to financially support you. So when they hit that subscribe button, that basically means that they're putting in X amount of money per month to help you grow as a, as a streamer whether that's to help boost you into the, uh, the Twitch algorithm so more people can watch you or for you to, you know, use that money to either pay the bills or uh, buy yourself better equipment to upgrade your streaming uh, level. It's, it's, some, it's, it's, it's along those lines, right? Bottom line is you're actively and directly supporting your specific person. So I've been trying at that for a few months. Getting the average of three uh, views per stream is, like I said, it, it's very difficult when you're starting out. And it's gotten me, it's made me feel defeated um, a few times. There was one point where after about a month and a half of consistent streaming, uh, I was streaming the, I was, I was doing like a, not a 24 hour stream. That one was a 
loud and they're already like past me too it's just a right um i was streaming a brand new expansion that dropped for um destiny 2 and throughout it i basically had like one person watching i know who that one person was because it was me uh when you stream you have the option to pull up your own stream on a different device to monitor your chat check stats things like that so that also counts as a viewer um so i was pretty much the only one watching for the majority of that stream and that stream was six hours um go ahead go ahead my bad my bad Uh that was stupid of me um sorry yeah just I didn't like it. I, I, did, I, I thought I got jealous because some of my other friends either started, some of my other friends decided, you know, to pick up streaming as well. And they, because I'm like, I'm, I'm envious, right? Because I, I don't, I'm not where I, I need to be in order to be like an affiliate. I'm not getting those views for stream. Um, I'm, I'm getting mad, frustrated with my, with my audience. And I'm not physically or verbally showing it or telling people that, but it is something that's weighing on me regardless. And so I'm getting envious of my friends that helped me get into streaming. They're already affiliate, they're getting paid already. They're, they're doing, you know, what I want to do, what I've been trying to do, you know, to try and get money since I've been unemployed, this entire half a, half a year thing. Um, so I decided to quit cold turkey. Uh, I dropped everything in the middle of the stream. I said, fuck this, literally. <laughs> I, I turned off everything. I deactivated my account. I removed all of the videos. I, I kind of threw like a little tantrum, I guess. But it was just more of, I don't want to continue putting in work into something that's just never going to happen. Because I had felt at this point, I had wasted about a solid month or two trying to grow my my channel so that I can start getting money because I'm, I'm trying to see this as a job. I was streaming every day, eight hours a day, or not every day, but like every, I, I was trying to stream like a, a, a good solid 40 hours per week because I have the mindset of trying to make this like a job. And I know that tends to kill a lot of creators because they don't see the fun in it anymore, but I still enjoy doing what I was doing but I wanted to show people that I'm putting in the work and the effort that's needed to, you know, start reaching that status. And the fact that I wasn't getting it, I was starting to, like, based on my, like, results for people that were, damn, a lot of cars, my bad. Now they're not coming, like, my way anymore. They're coming from behind me on the other side of the street. And I just, I just can't win, huh? Um, where was it? Right, so, yeah, I was, I was looking at the stats and you know, I'm, I went from like a 2.5, 2.6 average to like a, a 2.1, 2.0, 1.5. So that's an average of how many people are watching my stream. So I, I'm starting to get further and further away from the goal that is set before me and the prerequisite that I need to reach in order to start becoming an affiliate and start getting money from it. 
So yeah, no, I quit cold turkey. I felt very defeated. I felt very lost and more pissed off than anything because I'd felt like I had wasted about another month and a half of, of, of time that I could have used for putting in more applications or the same applications, the same places. That also kind of turned into like, oh, well, I had already applied to that place before and they said no. So it makes no sense for me to continue applying and continue trying to do the same thing, expecting a different result. I don't want to waste my time doing that either. I will say though, um, I did end up going back to it and it's been hard trying to regain um, a following again. The most viewers I've had in one single stream was at like four or five in the morning. We were doing an old um, Destiny 1 raid and I had, I shit you not guys, I had 20 fucking people in my stream just just watching, chatting, enjoying. Like 20 was the, was the peak. On average, it was at least like maybe six or seven, you know, and this was over the course of like a four or five hours, four, four or five hour raid. So, yeah, uh, it was going from that and then quitting and then trying to start back up again because, you know, my friends helped re-encourage me and I definitely did enjoy doing it. I just wasn't getting the results that I felt like I either deserved or the the results that I really, really needed. So, yeah. Um, it's, It's been difficult trying to regrow my audience again. I still have my friends that are trying to support me with that, but you know, I can't always rely on them to tune in when they say they're going to. And I, that's like one of the more, that's probably the most difficult thing about trying to be a Twitch streamer, especially when you're starting out. It's not like any other job that I've had before. It's not like many other jobs that you guys have probably have had before. It's not a simple nine to five. You know, you go in, you clock in, you do whatever it is that your manager assigns to you for that shift or for that week or whatever. Like you get where I'm coming from or like you get where I'm going with this, right? You clock in, you do your shit. Damn, that was loud. You clock out. Rinse and repeat. Damn, that was loud too. Damn. Ooh, that man was bumping tunes. Let's go, boy. Um, yeah, you, you clock in, you do your shit, you clock out, continue to do that 40 hours throughout the week. And then you get your paycheck every week or every every two weeks. Um, here, you don't really start gaining money, like I said, until you've reached that affiliate status. And it's, it's not easy. I can't coerce and force people to, to watch. It's simply a matter of, you know, whether they want to tune in or not. And so it's, it's not as stable as many of my other jobs have been where I've described them as. That's, that's literally how it goes. This is more of... It's more... Um, fluid, I guess. And unfortunately for that, wow, I don't know what that was. Unfortunately for me, it hasn't really been paying off too well. I'm, like I said, because I'm not getting the, the views that I need for stream or whatever. So it's been pretty, pretty difficult, pretty annoying. 
sometimes pretty disheartening, but I'm still going to continue doing it. Um, I recently bought some new equipment. So I have like a, I have like a webcam and I bought previous equipment before that, trying to elevate my streaming level. Unfortunately, my laptop is kind of a piece of shit. So, so it doesn't really, didn't really work with the, uh, the specific equipment that I bought. I thought they would work pretty well together. Guess I was wrong. Um, yeah. Wow, sorry, I'm just kind of surprised that they're like, nope, there it is. I was gonna say, I was like, I haven't really had, I haven't really heard a lot of cars, but no, even then, that was pretty quiet. There's like one car. Oh, I see like the big influx of cars heading my way. This is gonna be uh, music to your ears, guys. But yeah, that's basically what I've been um, doing these past three months. That's a lot of cars heading my way. Holy shit. Okay, Subaru past the uh, Toyota. Let's go. Oh, that one's tires fell off. Oh, that car's on fire. That guy needs to get his tires checked. You know, he needs to go in for a quick you know, little one-two. I'm just narrating stupid shit. Try and be comedic because it's it pretty boring. You know, it's just, it's just cars passing on the street. Um, yeah, I will, I will say as difficult as it's been trying to reach the status of affiliate, I'm glad that I picked it up. I've enjoyed talking to people and continuing to interact with more friends, you know, that I've met, um, you know, through like Xbox and stuff that are willing to support me. And like watching my stream and stuff and helping me, you know, to get to affiliate status. And I've also enjoyed meeting random people that decide to, you know, just tune in to the stream. I try and make everybody feel welcome. I try and say hi. You know, I ask them to, you know, maybe like put a hello in your chat, see how many people we can like get to interact with each other. I think it's really cool watching people, you know, come together and form a small little community. It helps everybody feel safe and secure or at least not alone. And that's something that I want to convey. And that's something that I want to kind of spread through me, like through like my little community, as well as something I want to do personally. I, I, I want to make people feel secure. I want to make people feel, feel united rather than off by themselves, separate, maybe desolate or lonely. But yeah, this has been a pretty long segment. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, continue to the next segment where I'm just gonna kind of get a little bit more, I guess, like sappy. It's not really like depressing. It's just kind of more like, oh fuck, here we go again. So for, for those that have <laughs> been down this road before with me, you guys, I will hopefully that'll I'll put like an idea in your head of what to kind of expect. And if not, uh, it, like I said, it's nothing really bad, but yeah, you know, I'm just gonna get a little like sappy and not like sobby, but just kind of more like, oh, like, woe is me, you know? And it's not really anything to be taken like seriously. I'm just kind of bending and spitting words out at this point. So, yeah, next segment, baby. Okay, um, one thing I failed to mention while it has been, oh my god, there are so many coming my way now. 
There seems to be less now, so I'll get in, you know, words where I can. Um, I failed to mention that aside from it being kind of an uphill battle and it not being as, as structured as I'd like to be. Oh, here we go. Perfect. Um, it has really helped my mental state, you know, doing what I really enjoy doing, having my friends support me, having random people support me. Um, getting just any kind of help was, it felt amazing. And it made me feel more secure in what I was doing. I, I had less doubts about like whether this was going to go anywhere. It was just kind of more of, no, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And just kind of hope for the best. I, I, I still do want to achieve you know, that affiliate status so I can start making money. Oh, now they're coming from behind me. Bro, what the fuck? You know, you need money regardless, right? Bills, food, drinks, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just really helped my mental state compared to the last time that I was unemployed for a six-month period. You know, me getting fired from Walmart due to my mental state. Damn. Damn, that dude on the motorcycle was jamming, bro. Yeah, being unemployed from, you know, that little six-month period, that sucked. My depression tanked. Or my mental state tanked. Depression took over. It was, it was bad. But I'm, gra- I'm glad and I'm grateful to say that that's not the case this time. Um... What else? Right, so the, uh, so I guess that was like a little happy, grateful thing. Um, damn, I guess I get to, to get to the, uh, man, this is the best podcast ever, 100%. Here we go. To get to like the the sappy, emotional stuff. Again, it's nothing really to be taken to heart. I'm okay. It's just venting out my feelings. Um, My friends have had, like one of my best friends, best brothers, uh, Germany. You know, he had a birthday party. I attended, it was fun, it was cool. They had another party like afterwards, I think a few weeks afterwards or something like that. And, you know, Germany has his girlfriend, the the roommates that he's living with. They're together. Um, one of their buddies that I met last year or two years ago, he now has a girlfriend. Uh, he had also brought, I think, like some of the roommates' friends into town. You know, so like everybody was getting along. Right, and being there 
surrounded by all of the couples made me feel uneasy. Not to the point where I was going to like vomit. Like, oh my God. Gross. You guys are in love? That's disgusting. That's cringe. No. But more of like, wow. I look to my left. Germany's in a better spot. You know, he's got a, a loving girlfriend. Sure, they have their, you know, their issues. Every couple does, right? But they're, they're still willing to fight together and fight for each other. You know, I look over to my right. There the roommates are. They've been together for years, literally since like high school. And they're like in their mid-20s. So that is already like 100% a definitive couple that's going to get like... It's 100% like a married couple right there. It's not like a lot of your couples that you see in high school regularly are like oh my god he got me like a like a promise ring it's gonna be forever and ever and then you find out like two weeks later the same bitch is like crying in the bathroom or she makes an outburst bruh she makes an outburst in the middle of class that her boyfriend and like six other jocks they ran a train on like this one girl's best friend or sister or cousin it's something along those lines obviously i'm exaggerating for comedic effect but it's it's bottom line is a lot of the the quote-unquote like married couples in high school they failed due to them either rushing them not maturing or various reasons and i'd say that's pretty common and that's pretty fair you know in high school you're not really as mature as you think you are i mean even as a senior you know congratulations you're 18 what is there to celebrate, really? Uh, cool, you, you get to go to college. So either make smart money decisions now or have fun paying off student loan debt when your grandkids are entering their elementary year or, you know, having to pay taxes. That's definitely something to celebrate, right? Now that you are of legal age, the government requires money from you. Yes, you. Also your brother and your sister and your mom and your dad, whether they're married or divorced, you know, and they have their own things that they can file for. Like if they're like if they have a spouse, military, shit like that. But yeah, um, a lot of people think that they're grown in high school. And once they really get out into the world, they suffer. Reality and life hit them like a semi-truck. Probably as hard as the one that... Not a semi-truck, probably as hard as the van that hit me a few years ago. Yeah, for those that don't know, don't know, uh, your boy got hit by a car. It's, just, it's pretty cool. I'm okay. Don't worry about it. Um, it's a few years ago. It's a whole ordeal. Um, it's all... Bruh. I'm trying to talk about the time I got hit by a car. And cars are coming out of nowhere. Like, bruh. What a traumatic experience for me to relive. Oh my God, I can't take it. I'm triggered. Um, yeah, no, it's all good. It's all settled. I just kind of like to make the joke. They're like, oh, I got hit by a car. The only thing that sucks is that I didn't take the time to go to rehab when I needed to. So until I get that settled and until I actually go. Oh my fucking God, can I talk?
the answer was no at the time. Now I have a little bit of free time. Um, yeah, I just, I just like to make the joke. It all got settled and take care of. Just um, I can't walk straight. I haven't been able to walk straight for the past like three years. That's probably because I rushed my, my healing, my treatment, because I hated the fact that I couldn't, you know, walk around. But I'm not going to get into that here. Just, you know, just making a joke, giving some backstory and some context for those that are new or ignorant regardless anyway going back to the point that i'm um making yeah you know reality hits them like a truck and they really start to have actual issues as an adult and because both of them both of the of the couples both of the parties in this couple are maturing they're starting to grow as well as starting to let go of certain attachments and unfortunately that might be you that might be this little relationship that you thought would last forever and ever you know as things are man that was really loud as things are being put into perspective as they're starting to deal with more severe issues maybe as certain things happen to them that give them a a different outlook all these things and more um the sacrifices are made and unfortunately that might just be your relationship so and that's just all in the in the process of of maturing of healing of, of what it means to be an adult growing in and out of these terrible situations and starting new ones i need to get to the other side of the road well no i can walk along this i'll be fine no i can't Uh, sidewalk ended where I was walking and I was like oh okay that's fine I'll just walk over here no I can't because that's actual street and I don't want to get hit again so yeah going back to the original point see again if you're new or if you're um, ignorant I tend to ramble that's why these podcasts tend to be pretty fucking long just because once I start talking on a subject I usually resort to trying to grab examples from other things that I feel match this situation or this scenario perfectly. And then it just continues to spiral because I start thinking of other things. So yeah, like I said, not really like the best podcast in the world. I just kind of more of a, a platform for me to vent and get my feelings, not like sorted out, but just kind of out in general. Um, I felt uneasy. I, first off, loneliness of being single hit me harder than it hits those, you know, couples determined to fail in high school, right? Um, it, I was devastated. I was like, wow, I'm still like 20, yeah, I'm 21. I'm still single. Um, talked about it before. Close thing I had a relationship was a girl that I met in college. Um, I've gone over that extensively in the past. So I'm not going to bring it up anymore, but yeah, it didn't really end well. And close to saying uh, I had to a girlfriend turned out not to be. So that was pretty, pretty cool, pretty pog. So, yeah, at the, at the time, no, still no relationship uh, experience. The only kind of relationship experience I had and I still kind of have to this day is helping other people with theirs. Uh, no... None for, none for this guy. I guess it's just 
not my time. So, yeah, after that, I just, I just left. I didn't want to be around them anymore with a constant reminder of, you know, that I'm, I'm single and lonely and kind of depressed. So I, I took my leave, told them about it, you know, like the, the night afterwards, just an uncomfortable situation for me. And I wanted to leave immediately. So I did. Um, that kind of brings me to, I guess, what I wanted to talk about. So, like I've said to this still, again, no, no experience. And I hate bringing up how I feel towards my friends or with my friends that have couples. I like that, that, that have relationships that are in a couple, right? Because I feel like, well, one, what I'm saying like it's important right but it's important to me but oh well deal with it there's not really much else to say after that like yeah sure it, it sucks being single you know and then it's the pretty annoying repetitive kind of oh it's just not your time you know like you'll You'll find somebody. Don't worry about it. Don't go looking for it. I'm like, okay, but it's it's easy for you to say because you're not looking at it from the same perspective that I am anymore, right? You've certainly felt these same feelings, but you've gotten past it. You found a partner or partners over your course, like over a set amount of time. And you've gone through your struggles, you've gone through your breakups, whatever. But you have experience nonetheless. So with that experience comes a more mature outlook of it and a perspective. I, I don't have that yet. So it's basically me just kind of like bitching and griping about, oh, like, what was me? I'm single. Still. Even as a young adult me being 21, sex isn't on the forefront of my mind. Sure, I'm, I'm a dude. Sure, I'm in my early 20s. The, the drive or the libido is gonna be existent, but for me, it's not constantly on my mind and it's not going to be something that I want to do with my partner all the time. When I think of how I want a relationship, how I want my first relationship to go. I'm not thinking of it in terms of like being like pitch perfect. You know, he's going to have the, the most, she's going to be like the most perfect girl ever, right? She's not going to have any flaws. Like all of that superficial shit I don't want. I want somebody who has flaws. I want somebody who has issues. I want somebody who's as genuine as I am or to a certain degree. I don't want you to hide behind masks to try and impress me or to try and get away from how you feel. Because then I feel like I'm not talking to the real person. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who doesn't exist. Somebody you're trying to manifest and someone you're lying and fooling yourself into believing you are. I don't want that. Like, girl, when I see your masks and I see your cracks in them, I want to take the mask off myself 
or help you remove it. I want to grab your hand and help you break the pieces off to let the real you shine. Each crack that I see in the mask is another opportunity for me to get to know the real you. And it shows me that the real you wants to come out. You just don't know how to express yourself or you need help. And I'm, I'm willing to do that. I want to do that. For me, the thing, the thing that I really want out of the relationship is just companionship. I hate being by myself. I hate being lonely. You know, I, I have my family. I have God. I have my friends. I have my music. I have a bunch of different things that I can do when I'm by myself to distract myself from that feeling or that emptiness inside. But that doesn't make it go away. And I feel like I'm going to end up as one of those cases where I'm waiting for like somebody to try and change me. I don't want that to be the case, but I do enjoy those stories. Somebody who's not exactly, I don't think I'm going to be as fucked up as some of the story, like as some of the parties in the stories that I'm referring to, right? And then, you know, the right person comes along and they just drastically change 180, right? I'm not, I don't think it's going to be something like that, but the change that I would want, one, I want it to come from myself. I want it, I want to do it for myself. And if I can, if by doing this, it helps my partner, it helps her and I communicate better or just relate to each other on a, on a, on a more personal level, then by all means, I want to do it. Um, but really just companionship, being, her being there for me. Uh, I, I want to, you know, to, to sleep with her. Not in terms of sex, but like literally, you know, we're comfortable enough that we can go over to each other's places and spend the night. Sure, there may be a little like, you know, flirtatious teasing here and there, right? But ultimately, sex would not be the goal. For me, it's just to be there with somebody. You know, somebody that I can wake up to in the morning. I know it sounds really dull. Um, I, I kind of hate talking about this because I, I feel like I, I wanted to come off as like romantic and sweet. But hearing it out of my own mouth makes me sound pathetic and desperate. So, yeah, the reason why I'm bringing all this up, it's been on my mind a little bit. Um, as messed up of a situation as the whole college girl thing was, I do miss certain moments, certain aspects. I miss us talking almost every day. It helped that we were in the same class. You know, that's how we met. We talked through, you know, the uh, like text or we talk face to face. We'd call just spending genuine time with her. Again, knowing how bad the situation was. Um, it made me feel good because for the first time I felt like somebody actually cared for me the way that I did for them. I don't want to sound like egotistical, be like, oh, I know what I'm worth, right? But I mean, I, I think I'm a genuine guy and I know that I'm going to treat 
my girlfriend what she's worth. I would like to be treated the same. I don't want to demand it, right? But I definitely don't want to settle for anything less either. My main thing I'm trying to get out of a relationship is just being there emotionally, physically, and spiritually, I guess, as well. I know I'm going to be a little clingy as well. I, I, I don't want to overdo it to the point where it drives her away. But I definitely want, I want her to know that, you know, she's on the forefront of my mind. She would be the first thing that I think about when I wake up. Um, I've tried getting into situations or I've tried, um, I've been talking, I guess, with other girls, right? Previously, pretty recently. And we got to the stage of pretty much just like friends. And I'm okay with that. Obviously, some of them I would have liked to have been a little bit more, especially because I started really enjoying getting texts from them. I enjoyed them asking how my day was. Just, it seems like such simple, decent human compassion. But to me, that means a lot because I'm usually always the one that asks, you know, people like, how are they doing? So it feels, it feels nice, you know, to know that somebody genuinely wants to, to know about me as, as I do them. But yeah, uh, I guess on a lighter, funnier note, uh, this kind of caused me to get back into some dating apps. I've already expressed how I feel about using dating apps, and I've, ex- I've talked extensively about my experience with them. <laughs> there was one time I was really desperate and down bad, as the, as the term is. I downloaded like maybe seven or eight dating apps at a time. Obviously, a lot of them were just filled with bots, and that's kind of what I expected. But it was just, it's kind of, I feel ashamed of that. And I know like other people have probably done the same thing. And now it was just, what a noise. I feel like, you know, I'm sure some people have done the same, so I shouldn't feel too bad about it, but I still don't feel good about it either. Anyway, it's, it's been on my mind lately. Um, that's honestly one of the reasons why I decided to make a podcast tonight. You know, I still have, I'm like halfway to my house. Uh, I think I'll be there within like maybe the next 30 minutes, 40 minutes or so. Something like that. But, you know, I'm, as I'm sitting there listening to my music, and if you're hearing all this, I'm, there's no sidewalk where I'm at right now, so I'm having to walk on, like, the, the grass, so you're hearing just, like, the crunching of leaves. Nah, it's just me eating potato chips in your ear really loudly, 100%. But as I'm listening to my music, I'm like, okay, well, it's nights like this where I'm thinking the thoughts that I am that I really want somebody to converse with. Uh. And yes, I want someone in that way. I have a lot of 
friends and I have a lot of support from numerous people. So I know I'm not truly alone. Of course, I always have God. He's never going to abandon me. But I am human. And every human desires that level of companionship. I know I definitely do. So, yeah, that was pretty much like the, the focal point and the main factor that allowed me to decide on whether I want to do another podcast episode in the first place. I was just like, well, I don't have anybody to talk to. And I, I said this, you know, at the beginning of the, of the episode, in the first segment. You know, I don't have somebody that I can talk to in that way, right? I don't have somebody, like, in that regard, I guess. Somebody that, like, we hold each other. We have the same feelings about each other, I should say it that way. That I can express this to. So, figured I'll do it out in the open. And do it on a platform that it reaches people. Maybe other people have been feeling the same way and they want to know if anybody else is feeling as down or pathetic as I have been. 100% yes. It's your boy. Another kind of lengthy segment. I'll probably just title this something kind of mushy. And I'll continue with the ending before I cut the uh, episode off. Next segment, boy. Don't really know how to end the segment. I feel like I've pretty much talked about everything that has happened within the last six months. Uh, Yeah, I'm... At a loss for words, trying to, even now I'm trying to jumble together something um, to make for some kind of conclusion to this. The doggos, they sound really small. They're probably ankle biters. I don't like ankle biters. I have my baby girl. I love my baby girl. Y'all yeah, be home within like the next 15, 20 minutes. That obviously, that honestly, so it said it was going to take like two and a half hours, but I don't know. It'll be as long as, uh, it'll be as pretty much as long as this podcast. I think I started uh, recording. Okay, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I started recording like maybe five, ten minutes after I left Germ's place. Right, okay, I guess I could talk about that for a bit. Um... Yeah, it was uh, the roommate Chris's birthday um, yesterday, and he had talked earlier, or he had talked the last time I went over, uh, you know, for, it wasn't even like a specific celebration, it was just to hang out, and it was, it was honestly really well needed, and I, I loved it, I loved getting able, uh, being able to hang out with Germany, um, the, the, the roommates, I always enjoy their company, I got to hang out with uh, one of our other best bro since middle school, uh, Stefan, and he brought his friend Noel, so it was honestly just a good time overall, we had fun, we drank, Stefan drank a little bit too much, <laughs> good times, good times, and then yesterday, 
um, some of my other buddies, uh, Andrew and Brandon, we went to go see the new Jujutsu Kaisen movie. Honestly, all three of us have seen the anime. We have not read the manga. So the character that they introduced in the movie, because of our ignorance as to who they were, we didn't really enjoy it, I guess, as, as much as we had hoped. We all just kind of left the theater thinking, okay. So that was 15 bucks a ticket. <laughs> there it goes. Uh, animation was phenomenal. Voice acting was obviously really good. We went to go see it in the English subtitle version, meaning that the voices are in Japanese. So, yeah, overall, okay movie. If you do plan on watching the Jujutsu Kaisen movie, it is a prequel to season one, but you need to read the manga, which goes past it, in order to really understand who the character that they're introducing in the movie, or who the character that the movie is mainly focused on, who he is, and what, what he brings to the, to the table for the series overall. Which I think is really stupid, because, I mean, the, the Demon Slayer movie that came out, I mean, that was a continuation of season one. So, I mean, you, just, you had to go watch season one, and then you watched the movie, and you were good. And then afterwards, you know, recently they've been, or I think they just finished actually with season two, which takes place after the movie. So, I think the three of us were kind of hoping it was going to be that kind of format. For it to be season one, and the movie to be a prequel, was unexpected, and it caught us by surprise. But, yeah... Um, been doing things with more of my friends still trying to get more in, into the streaming still having the issues with it and I'm just continuing to to grow as a, as a streamer, as a person as a friend and I can't wait for the day that uh, I get to grow with my partner side by side that sounds a little mushy. I'm like, oh, boohoo, you don't have a girlfriend, but it sucks. All right, like, <laughs> like yeah, cool. Be- like, being single is cool and all, right? Because you don't have to, depending on how you look at your relationship or how you view relationships in general, based on how yours is right now or through traumatic past experiences or just past experiences with exes or, or something. Or maybe you just have an ignorant viewpoint on it. It may not be as... Obviously, it's not going to be as whimsical as the fairy tales. I want you to believe it, right? But there's still... It's still worth it. The right ones with the right people are worth it, right? And they, they bring happiness to both sides if it's a good relationship. Others might just be one-sided. It might be more controlling. It might be more vindicating or judgmental. But, yeah, so, I mean, some, some of my friends try and keep my head up, you know, re- re-encourage me, like, no, it's okay, you know, like, you'll find the right one. I've, I've already talked about how I feel about receiving that kind of advice. It, it's just annoying at this point because they, they mean well and what they say is true. But 
based on where I'm at right now, I'm not seeing it and it's just annoying because it, it's the same shit that I've heard over and over again. Ugh. Yeah, just every day continuing to grow as a person and in life in all aspects. I have no idea what the future holds for me or for any of you guys, but I pray that you find the strength to keep persevering through your own obstacles, no matter how big or small they may seem to you or other people. Life is full of different challenges and hardships and crucibles and trials, whatever other synonym I could think of, but they're, they're put there for a reason. I believe that God put them there to help us grow because he wouldn't give us something that he knows we can't overcome. That'll be my words of wisdom, I guess. Uh, I'm going to stop by the uh, grocery store, get something to, to drink, because after that long walk, I'm kind of thirsty. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If it was your first time tuning in, welcome. Hope you enjoyed my rambling, emotions, talking, whatever. I don't know when the next episode is going to be. I don't know if I plan on continuing this regularly. Like I said, this is just kind of a spur of the moment thing because I really wanted to talk about what I felt like I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and end it here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, wherever it was. I want to make sure to post this on social media, let you guys know that the episode is out. I pray you have a good morning, evening, afternoon, night, whatever. And God bless every single one of you. Peace, homies.